Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and practitioner of the healing arts, living on the unceded, traditional territories of the Coast Salish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh people, otherwise known as Vancouver, Canada. On this show, we speak with leaders and visionaries from around the world to talk more about what it means to be a voice for love. No matter what we believe in, we can learn to lead from love and speak from the heart so we can usher in true peace and healing on this planet together. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to A Voice for Love, and I'm so happy today to welcome my special guest, the beautiful Ashwarya. Welcome. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, to have another conversation with you, which is just such a treat. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, we just had a wonderful conversation um, for your for your summit that's coming up, which we're going to talk about in a bit. But let's start off by, please tell everyone a little bit about yourself for anyone who doesn't know you. Yeah, sure. So I haven't introduced myself for a while. I've been introducing other people for like three months. So let me just yeah, yeah get my thoughts together. So yeah, I'm a Shwari. I'm from London. I live in London. I call myself a soul wealth coach because I believe that the wealth of your soul is way different to the physical wealth that we see. I, I feel like the physical wealth that gets um that we see in this world, whether it be relationships, finances, what we put out into the world is all a reflection of your soul. Um, I'm also a singer. So I've had a little bit of journey with that. I used to sing R&B, soul, all of that professionally in my 20s and went through a journey and now want to actually use my voice for healing, for seeing what I can do um, with people, you know, like channeling for the audiences that I, I come into contact with. And I'm just so big on community. Like I've just realized in this this past year that there is just so much power in numbers, like in it just as community, like-minded beings coming together and feeling like they're part of something. I've just seen that locally because I've got involved with a lot of stuff locally in London and also globally online. So that's something that's really dear to me right now. Yes, thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks for bringing it up because community is so important. And I, I've been thinking about this more more than ever. And so many of us, okay. we have this tendency to, and I know I do myself sometimes, you know, I can be very introverted and I close myself off. And, and, and yet, you know, we need other people, right? Like, and I feel like that's actually the key to healing the world is is community. Like if people really just, you know, got down to that ground level and paid attention, paid more attention to what was going on around them. So can you give me some examples or like what kind what is your favorite way to like create community or be in community or like, what does that mean to you? Yeah. I mean, I can just really resonate with you because for a long time, you know, I think I've gone on a journey. I definitely went through that phase of feeling like, um, yeah, being more introverted and being more like, oh, do I really belong? Like, you know, can I really trust people? I want to be really honest about that. You know, I had my my social circle that I was like, okay, these are my people and everybody else just doesn't get me because I was always someone that was doing something different, something new. And, you know, but I had this story around my expression that like, okay, only a small number of people get me and the outside world, like I'm going to show up, do my thing, but they're never really going to get who I am. And then over time, you know, I just realized that I was just 
that was just a story that I told myself. That's something that came from past trauma. That's something that's also come from being very bold and being very like, this is what I'm going to do and whatever. But the story around that was like, I'm different to everybody and like, everyone's not going to get me and all this stuff. And I started to heal that, you know, I started to kind of be like, actually, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the way I'm coming across that's creating that effect because this is what I internally believe. And when I started healing that and I and I got to the point where I really started to connect with my heart and and realize that, you know, maybe there is and, and I started focusing on actually just being able to meet somebody for five minutes. They don't have to be my friend. They don't have to be anyone that I ever meet again. But in that five minutes, can I create meaningful connection? Like, can I? you know, have the the depth of conversation I want. Cause I'm so bad at small talk. And I was like, well, actually fine. I'm going to throw small talk out of the window. I just want for that five minutes to create really like, like meaningful moment. And then I started going out there and I, and I started doing that with just people I was seeing on the street. And I was starting to do the scary thing of just smiling <laughs> and being like, hey, and it's very different in London, you know, like maybe in, in America it's different because I know some people are kind of more friendlier out there and London's friendly, but in a different way. So basically when I started doing that with people one by one, I started to realize that the love that exists between us, like just as humans and how somebody could brighten up my day by giving me presence and connecting with me. And I could also brighten someone else's day. And by doing this more and more, I started to just be able to connect with so many different types of people, people that I had, a, people I had like a narrative about, and I realized that wasn't true. And I want to be really honest about this because I want people to be able to see that in themselves. And then from there, I was like, oh my God, there is just so many people in this world. Like, you know, loneliness is, is kind of an epidemic right now. But once you get to this point, there is so many people in this world that you can connect with. And that led to, you know, even how I met you, because I asked you to be on my event. And like, yeah, so the ripple effects from that was just community on every level. Wow. So first of all, I want to say, I love that and bless you for doing that because we like, we do live so separately from one another. And I notice this a lot because I'm a generally very friendly person. I chit chat with people and I, you know, I tend to connect with people everywhere, even if I never see them again, just because I'm like, oh, you're there, you know, but I notice. And so we have a little bit of that closed offness and Canada is a little bit like, and especially here in Vancouver, there's something here that sometimes doesn't really, people stick to themselves. They stick to their own groups and it's hard to like get people. So I'm always trying to find ways to connect with people because I sense that too. And, and it's funny, actually, when you were talking, I was like, I know what got me thinking about community the last few weeks was I was thinking about cancel culture and how quick we are to cancel people. And even in our own lives, you know, when somebody does something that we don't like, it's this very common thing that people do and spiritual people do it a lot. Oh, I cut this person off. I block them. I completely cut them out of my life. Okay. Like fair enough. We absolutely have to do that sometimes with people, you know, some people, toxic people, but I was thinking how this has become so normalized and how we just cut off these connections with people. You know, sometimes maybe somebody's not meant to be our best friend or in our everyday life but do we actually need to like slice them and like completely just like whack like you're out of here like off with your head kind of thing and I was thinking how all of this is contributing to this further separation from people and I love what you said about there are so many people in the world you know 
And unless you're like me and you, and you take the time to speak to other people, you actually don't know. Like I've had incredible conversations with people that blew my mind that looked one way. And I made an, and I love that you say that you acknowledged your own assumptions that you made about people and your own stories that you have, because this is huge, right? We have these stories and assumptions that we make about people. And it isn't until we actually are able to like, you know, you know, actually connect with people that we learn that sometimes people aren't even what we think they are, right? Because you and I have taken the time to like, you know, sometimes when you talk to somebody, you learn something about them because we do make assumptions based on so many different things, how people look, how they talk, where they are, everything. And then you have a conversation with somebody and you learn like, wow, this person that you thought was like this, actually, they're like this. Or, you know, you learn something about their life. I find it fascinating. Mm. Yeah, it's so true. And I think it's just, it definitely comes from like, because I'm, my background is Indian and I moved here, I moved to, and I'm very, it's so funny because I'm so British as well. I'm like so British and I'm so Indian. <laughs> like I'm just split down the middle. But I did move here, you know, when I was five years old. And at that time, I did feel like an alien. And I think that was deep down and everything. That was where the story come came from for me. And now I have such a different experience. Like, I feel like one of my superpowers is that I can connect deeply with any human on this planet because I've, I've gone from feeling so like I don't belong all the way to that because of the work, you know, that I've done on myself. And I think everybody, when they, when they're faced with this, they have some kind of story where they themselves felt like disconnected. It could be disconnected from your parents. It could be disconnected from your social circle, whatever it was. And from that comes all of these things that we think are us. Like we think, you know, th we're this type of person We're like all these labels that are out there, like introvert, you know, a small social circle, all these things I mentioned, but actually they're really not us. It just, as we know, something has happened. And once you can really tap into that and be like, I'm going to just change that. And I want to experience the complete opposite. It's just crazy what happens. Yeah. Well it's, it's amazing. And like, you know, like we already talked about, like, it's all based off of these stories, right? And everybody, we have these stories that we tell about ourselves. And then we have these stories that we literally make up about other people. Like I made a, you know, I, I make posts about this sometimes just to remind this, like these little reels and stuff. And I'm like, just a reminder, like so many things that you believe right now about yourself, about the world and about anything are all untrue. And so, but the, you know, once we, once we have this awareness and this knowledge, then that's the invitation or the opportunity to change that belief system or change the way that we think. And like you said, in your case, it was like that wound for you of feeling separate, actually, because you were conscious and aware and you, you, you looked at that and you allowed that to blossom. It's almost like the lotus flower is the, you know, that's the, that's the, um, I got goosebumps. That's the, like, that's the picture that I'm getting, you know, it's like you use that wound to actually turn it into something beautiful. And for you to be able to sit there and say that you can connect with anybody, like that's beautiful. That is beautiful. And that you have that openness because there is something beautiful and divine there's a spark of the divine in everyone and mm. I I've been I and because I'm like you as well and I speak to you know different people everywhere I go and I even make a point of like for example like every job I've ever worked at I always make a point to talk to the people who like the janitor the custodian like I used to work at the casino and um, I became like buddies with the lady who cleaned the bathroom and she was just this little um, she was from I can't remember where she was from she was from a country in Africa somewhere and she was so sweet so when I actually started to talk talking to her what I found out this woman's husband was actually a professor and she 
worked to put her adult children through university and she worked at the she had two jobs that she was working just to put like to put she had two grown kids and she was like you know what after this I'm done but like this is what I'm doing and so you might have looked at her and thought something else but she was actually you know I'm sure she had a like she you know she came from a, a family of like high level professionals one of her kids was in law school and I was just like wow what a woman you know and we had the most amazing conversations and but like I never would have known that about her and then the other story that I was thinking when you were talking and I'd forgotten about this but years and years ago I used to work at a nightclub and I worked at the door and it was a very busy nightclub and it was like you know hundreds and hundreds maybe even up to a thousand or more people would come through every night and we would just have to very quickly um and and, you know roll them through and I remember one night for whatever reason every time somebody paid me and I think the cover charge was like $16 or something like that so you know people would hand their 20 and you know sometimes people that's how we would make a lot of our money was through tips right and that night for whatever reason every single person that that gave me their money I beamed at them I love you I love you I made more money that night than I ever made I walked out of there I was like oh my god people were just like bonk 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 everybody one after the other dropped their four dollars in the thing like you know what I mean and I was like holy cow just like watching the tips pile up the girl that I worked with was like what's going on here and I was like well I'm doing an experiment I don't know why I forget but it was so profound because on some level everyone felt that they couldn't hear me saying it because it was energetic but I I looked at everyone I made a heart connection with them and I telepathically said to them I love you and I the money part was just a that was just an extra that wasn't my intention I was just curious what would happen if I did that but that was the effect and so it's interesting that you talk about soul wealth, you know, because I think we talked about this a little bit when I did your your series and about how you know how wealth can come to us and and I was talking about how with the money product with the money trauma it's not always about the it's not like the goal is the manifestation of the money it's healing the trauma around the money but that the byproduct of that is the abundance and in the story I just told it was the same thing the byproduct of me choosing to practice like oneness consciousness with everybody that walked up to me just by telling them I love them was money (laughs) you know that it was abundance right it was that wasn't my what I intended to do but that was just what happened right so it's so interesting. Yeah. And I absolutely love that story because first of all, I just, you know, like how you talk, talked about the lady who was the janitor or, and, and, you know, she came from like a different, her husband was a professor or whatever it was like life just becomes an adventure because you just go out and you speak to all, like all different types of people and you learn so many different stories and it really shapes the way you look at the world. And it really feels like, you know, people think that living a full life or having an adventurous life is to do crazy things like skydive or like not all people, but some people like, or, you know, keep traveling or whatever, but there's just so much on your doorstep. Like if you just change the way that, you know, we're talking about people, we're talking about connection, we're talking about community right here. So just change the way you look at even your neighbor. Like, have you ever spoken to your neighbor before? Have you ever spoken to the person that the, the shop that you regularly go at? Like what would happen? What is the possibility when you do try and, and connect in that way. And I know in the beginning, it can seem a little bit, well, you know, daunting if you're not used to it, or like you might do it and not get the response you want back or whatever. But in time, like if it just becomes who you are, like the response will be so different. And the other thing, when you're talking about the money thing, and, you know, of course we did talk about that and uh, the soul wealth piece and everything, like 
I just have always found that when you just put out pure love into the world, just without wanting anything, like just because it feels so good to you, just because you're in a good mood, you feel full of life and you're doing just like, you know, you could be going to whatever job you're doing or whoever you're going to meet and you're just radiating this from your heart. Like the level of wealth, the level of soul wealth, physical wealth, whatever wealth that just comes back to you and as you say as the byproduct is just insane like and I just feel like if the world could run a bit more on this kind of um vibration or frequency or level or whatever it is it's just I there there would just be so much abundance absolutely and then again what you see what we see is the key there is it, it it's connection right and they even say that like in business you know like your net worth is about your your connections right and the people that you're connected to but it is because it, that that is it and it's it's that pure it's exactly i love what you said it's about and it's funny cuz i you know you i know you're very transparent as well i i had a realization more like a few years ago that as much as i thought that that i had some like muddled intentions with my work and with my as much as i thought that it was like you know my intention is always pure to to share love and and then in that sense but i had some old programs creeping in around like you know oh am i why am i doing this am i doing this for for like really like for for attention or am i doing this for money or you know when you, when you make a post or when you share something, you know, there's in the back of your head, maybe it's like, oh, I want to, I want to sell like, and it's, and it's interesting because people have intentions, right? Of course we want to have a successful business and all that kind of stuff. But when I removed all of those and I just literally share from the heart, again, the byproduct is again, more abundance, more visibility, more connections, all of these things. So it's like almost taking out that, you know, it, it's, it's that, that idea, I guess of being sort of somewhat selfless, I guess is the word, but not, not quite selfless, but it's, um, yeah, I guess there's a purity associated with that. And again, I think you nailed it. It's just the heart center. And I think what we're learning and what we know about the heart now is because the heart is the biggest electromagnetic field of the body, you know, from a scientific perspective, when we act, when we truly act and operate from the heart already, we're just going into this vortex of, you know, of love and abundance. And then the abundance that we find there isn't necessarily about, you know, you know, the mundane things like wealth and whatnot, but it's just about the quality of our experience, right? Like just enjoying life and the connections that we have with people. Mm. And I know it's, it's, I mean, when I heard, and I completely agree with you, because that's where I'm at. And I know that some people might hear this and think, oh, like it's kind of scary to live completely from the heart. Like what about boundaries? What about structure? What about, you know, what if I just live completely from my heart? Like, am I going to be able to <laughs> make my business work? Am I going to be able to, uh, how do I know that, that I can trust that person? How do I know that that person has good intentions for me? Um, and I think that really comes with like, I think the way that I operate in that way is I still have my structures. I still, I still have, I, I follow my intuition on what's for me, what's not for me. I still, you know, keep my word. I still hold other people to their word or whatever. Like I don't completely throw everything out, but I just live more from just what feels right to me. Like what feels like right for that moment, like just you know this is something I really want to do right now and it's it's just generating a really not even necessarily like an excited feeling but just like a calm feeling it just feels like this is my person that I need to like right now I feel like you're my person I need to speak to I'm loving this conversation you know I, I, I was uh, whatever things happen throughout the day like life brought us together to have this conversation and it feels right and I think that's what it is. Like when I'm connecting with people, it's not that I'm forcing anything or like throwing everything out. Like I'm just more in my heart. I'm more like 
present with this. I'm not thinking about anything else. <laughs> and I think moments like that keep leading you to the right direction, to the right people, to the things that you're supposed to be doing. Because uh, trust me, I've had a, like sometimes when I go off course and I follow too much like strategy or things I should be doing and like put all the work, hard work in, it just doesn't go anywhere, you know? So it's too much structure is bad. Um, so it's like also about balance. Well, it is, it's about alignment is what I always, and Sue DeMay, who you also know, has really taught me so much about this because I spent, you know, I've spent, she's been my mentor for so many years and I just spent, you know, there was a few years that I really spent working closely with her. And that was, that's one of her um, kind of foundational teachings from, from her book is like alignment is the only goal, like align, make alignment your only goal. Cause if you're in alignment, you don't have to do anything else. You're, you're in alignment. And then, and then taking the judgment away from what that looks like. Cause the problem is, is that most of us inherit we have so much judgment about things, right? It's like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing this. Well, I feel guided to take a rest right now. But the mind is like, well, you can't rest right now because you have to do ABC like in order to, you know, but I've learned this so many times when you follow the guidance, when you rest, maybe you're guided to go into nature or go, you know, have a play, a fun play day. And then all of a sudden, when you go home and go into the workspace, what you need to do, um, you know, gets accomplished in an hour or two instead of five, you know, and it just flows, right? So I've learned this many times over the years being self-employed. And I actually think, um, it's something very valuable for people like us, like intuitive entrepreneurs. That's really the key to running your business is just finding that alignment, which again, is not a formula. It's going to be different day to day, right? Because every, every day is different. Every moment is different. So I think it's kind of like this dance that we're doing, but um, you know, and it's so cheesy and cliche, but it's true. Like, you know, the, the, you know, the present, the present is the present, you know, like the present moment is where everything is. That's where everything, you know, and our society and everything has trained us to, you know, has trained our minds in a certain way. And I think a lot of us, what we're doing, those people who, who are like us, which is most of the people who listen to the show are, you know, people like us, they're intuitives, they're empaths, they're, you know, we're really looking to find that sort of everyday balance and to find what works for us which is going to be different it's like even both of us like we're very similar in what we do you know like we're both singers we both run spiritual businesses we're both coaches like all these things and yet if somebody was to sit and watch both of us in a day we would probably handle life and business very differently just because you're in your and, and the beautiful thing is too and this is why it's so important it's like what I was saying and why I love to feature people even on this show is because like I'm just as excited about featuring other people as I am myself because I'm like you know again you and I do similar things but somebody needs needs medicine from you that they're not going to get from me and vice versa, or they might need a little bit of a shwaria one day, and then they're going to go to Surya, you know, and it's like, and, and that's what's so beautiful. And that's why we all need to be collaborating and connecting because that's how we find each other too. Right. So that's why it's so important. And, and the spiritual community is like, you'll, you'll, I talk about this a lot. It's, it's no secret. Like a lot of spiritual people drive me bonkers and it's because they can be so judgmental and so elitist. And so all of these things, I'm like, here you are calling yourself a light worker and a light bringer. And yet you only want to hang out with other spiritual people. You only want to do these like spiritual things. I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, I want to see you out there, like, you know, serving food to people and like on your hands and knees, like on the ground, maybe working with kids or just talking to people in the community. Like that's, that's all part of it. And again, everyone is guided differently, but 
I just feel like a lot of us, I don't know, some of us spiritual people, sometimes I'm just like doing this, you know, like I, you know, some of my favorite people are just the regular old Joe Blow people who are just like living their life and in their purpose. Those are some of my favorite people that I ever meet in my life. Cause I'm like you, like, you know, when we're talking about some of the most extraordinary people I've ever met were just what I thought were just, you know, so-called ordinary people that completely blew my mind with either the stories that they had or the work that they're doing in the world, you know? Mm. yeah and there's the and then those there are those people that wouldn't call themselves spiritual at all and like but yet you have a spiritual experience with them just because of how they live their life just because of how their energy you know um so and then there's people (laughs) that call themselves like masters or whatever yogis you know in any not the I don't mean yogis who have trained for many years. Like everybody on earth, if you're on earth, you've still, I feel like you've still got stuff to sort out, stuff to work through, right? Nobody has, I think when you pass on, then maybe you've had, (laughs) you've got a chance to be like, do I want to come back? That's how I see things. But if we're, if we're all on earth, we're all got something to teach each other. We've all got things to work through ourselves. And there are people out there that just really don't, are not into any of this. And they they don't wouldn't even dream of calling themselves spiritual, like you say, just everyday people. And they have taught me some of the most beautiful lessons, like just by being in interaction with them, and or just being or seeing how witnessing how they uh, live their life, or how they are with their family, or how you know how they reacted in a certain situation. So you can learn, like you can learn spirituality from like everything around you, you know. So. Well, everything, because I feel like the essence of real, and and it's funny because for me, Mm -hmm. being on this path for as long as I have, like in this life and probably many lifetimes, I I laugh sometimes because I've, you know, there was a point in my journey where I, you know, took every course and every certification and I just kept wanting more knowledge and more stuff. And then now at this point where I'm at too, where I'm like really like 25 years into like teaching and practicing and healing and all these things, it's like some of the most, some of the things that are the most powerful are the simplest, like sitting and breathing. If you can't just sit quietly and contemplate and just breathe like using your breath you know just very simple things just simple you know tapping the body shaking the body moving the body these are some of the most powerful potent things there are and yet you know we have these people out here like I'm in the 12th dimension and I'm you know using this healing and I'm I'm sure you know for some of these people it's you know it does they're able to help people and do wonderful things but sometimes like it's it's very simple and then just getting back to this essence of being present being kind being compassionate this is the essence of of spiritual life you know And also really for me, the hallmark of it always is, is like what your spiritual practice should be doing is helping you get through the difficult moments in your life. That's when I've been the most grateful for my tools is like, you know, when I'm in it, when I'm in the shit, pardon my French, but it's like, you know, and I'm like, wow, thank God I have tools to manage this. Thank God I know how to manage myself. So I'm not going to lose the plot. This person over here is, you know, they're they're they they maybe can't hold themselves together, but I can, and I'm going to hold space for both of us right now because I can, you know, and so this is really to me what the gold of the spiritual journey is about and I feel like it's gotten so distorted out there in the world of you know and it's tricky because you know like we're performers like we like nice things I like dressing up and being you know all these things like I like that about social media I like making videos and stuff but I feel like with a lot of spiritual people sometimes it just gets some gets out of control and just in case we we don't whoever's listening right now I have to say Ashwarya looks amazing right now she looks like a you're wearing this like you look like a you look like total diva like I could see you performing wearing something like this so I I would love to hear just a little bit about your your music and your musical journey as well because we 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 love to talk about music on the show as well 
Yeah. Oh, thank you for the compliment. Um, yeah. So I, you know, my musical journey was that I literally, I mean, I could talk about the journey and all of that, but what I really want to just get into, because I want to, I want people to resonate with what I'm saying. I want them to see it in their own lives. Um, so I was a professional singer in my twenties, you know, I nearly got signed. I nearly got a record deal. I got a voice injury at that time. I had to grieve the whole thing because I was like, oh my God, I've always been a singer. Like that is my identity. Like I'm the shy girl that, um, at one point, you know, I remember like in the beginning of like when I was 13 or whatever, like I was the girl that would just sit super quiet uh, until people knew I could sing and that and it gave me such a, a like a voice in just every sense you know it, like I'd created myself from that and um but it, it got out of hand in my 20s because I, I I had this underlying belief that all my self-worth my whole identity was on my music on my singing and it put so much pressure it put so much pressure on me to achieve something um it put so much much pressure on me to like prove to myself prove to my parents because I'm Indian I come from a very academic family and no one has done any music or anything like that so I felt like I had to really fight <laughs> to be this year I was like no I'm gonna make it work promise I promise you so all of that was kind of going on for me and um you know when I I was like recording a lot in the studio and then I had this voice injury and I was like I really could not understand life at that point I was like what you're you're literally going to give me the thing that I I want so much and now you've taken away the one thing I've put my whole identity on and that was one of the hardest things in my life because I had to grieve I thought I was grieving everything that I was I thought without music now I'm literally like nobody like I really felt that and I remember one day we like lit a fire we were doing some kind of you know just honoring of something and I, and it was like let go of everything into the fire that is like no longer you or whatever and I remember like letting go of my music and at that point I was just like oh my god what am I gonna do like I don't know who I am I've done this my whole life it's something I've fought for and um but from that what happened was so many I definitely felt lost I definitely didn't know what I was doing or anything but so many other doors opened up like so much other things that I never thought I could even do like opened up and I just went on this whole different journey of doing all these different things that I'd never uh, dreamt of doing that bought me a lot of wealth I'm gonna just be honest like think like it actually just bought me everything that I wanted from my music but it just didn't come from my music. It came from other things. And when I talk about wealth, I mean like in every sense. Um, and then through that and through living that, my music came back to me in the most unlikely way. So I would go see healers and I wouldn't even tell them that I was a singer and they would just be like, you're a singer. That's what you're supposed to do. And it was so painful for me. I was like, I can't sing again. Like, I don't want to, like, I'm done with that. It's just too much pain. And then I, um, you know, kept going through life. This was like five years. It was happening for five years. And uh, I was part of this spiritual circle. And then from there, people started asking me to sing. Like, again, the leader, the the person who was leading it was like, you know, you're, I can feel that there's something in your throat. You want to express whatever. So I just started singing. I started just channeling music. I started to just spiritually explore on the spot, like what comes through. And from there, like now I'm on this journey of just seeing music completely different, seeing it as sound healing, making a promise to myself that I'm going to use my voice 
in the way I want and not put any demands on it and not like care about whatever happens with it and essentially life just took me on a journey to connect me back with the with the freedom of expression that I had when I was a child and it was like the biggest gift that has been given back to me and I had to literally grieve the whole thing for it to be given back and now I have such a different relationship with the voice and I know that was like a story of my whole voice but in that journey was just yeah, I I just I've learned one of the deepest spiritual lessons I've ever learned in in all of that that journey. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was so beautiful and that's actually exactly what this what this podcast is a, is a lot about and why I even started this whole theme and the, how this name came to me like a voice for love because I I always speak to people who they want to use their voice. They feel blocked, they want to sing or they want to speak and I was like this is like an epidemic and then I just believe so much that people finding their voice. I mean, I, I say that it's our superpower. You know, I say that our voice is, is one of our superpowers, you know, and everyone has that unless for some reason, you know, there's maybe a small percentage of the population who literally physically don't have a voice, but most of us, you know, we do, we, we have a voice. It's one of our God-given gifts. And that is such an incredible, incredible story of, and I think I shared, I think I've shared my story. I, I've definitely shared it on here before, but it's, it's similar, but, but not quite, but it was this thing of, you know, I sang my whole life, took a vow never to sing again, because I got really worked up about, you know, I had all these stories and all of these, I thought that singing was an egotistical pursuit and I was going to be a spiritual teacher instead and didn't sing a note or anything for about seven, eight years until I got to this point where I felt like I was going to die if I didn't sing, because it was like, when it's a part of you like that, especially if you're a singer, it's like cutting off your arm or something right it's like it's such a part of you that you can't and it was so strong but it was this feeling of both I'm gonna die if I don't sing coupled with I'm gonna die if I do sing which I think is my soul's memory of being persecuted many many times many many lifetimes coming here using my voice to speak up for things and being you know and this is a very common theme with you know light workers and empaths is that we haven't had the you know the easiest time here trying to come here and and you know spread the love on planet earth and it's like again lifetime after lifetime and, and for some reason this life I feel like we're open and we're free and I love that this is the name of your summit too right it's like finally free now that I think about it it's perfect it like ties it in because I think about that a lot I'm like I don't know what's going on this life for us i got like full body full body goosebumps right now but i'm like this life we are allowed to we are allowed to nobody can stop us we're here in the full expression of our gifts there's a lot of us we're here we're waking up people every day and it's done like i always say like we've won already i say this every time i'm like the lights won i'm like you might it might not look that way on the outside but we we know that we don't pay attention to appearances right because anything can be but because i just really feel like the momentum that's being generated by people like us and just everybody doing their work is just creating such a ripple effect and and it does start with a voice. So I just, I love that you, that's such a powerful, powerful story of, you know, how sometimes we have to completely, you know, let something go and release it and grieve it in order to receive it back. And so, so what is, what does your music look like now? What does that, what, I mean, I'm sure it's probably evolving every day, but like, what, what does it look like for you now? Yeah. So I'm just like, kind of just experimenting because this is quite a, a recent thing that has come back in, I would say just in this, in this year. So I still haven't, I still have that resistance to get on the microphone and record <laughs> because again, that was like, oh, it happened when I was at the studio. So that's kind of, you know, something I'm still working through, but I'm having so much fun just like expressing myself in the moment, not using words, you know, people call it light language or whatever. Um, you know, people have so many different names. I just kind of don't plan. I just open my mouth and I just see what comes out. 
and see how it affects other people that are listening and also how it affects me and it just feels like such a color again like a collaborative thing just just because the music is coming out of me doesn't mean that whoever's listening to it whoever is there is no part of it like we actually are all our energies are all uh coming together to create this sound and that also taught me you know that also uh at so to realize that yeah the music might be coming through me it might be my voice but actually i can again use that for connection to connect deeply with myself to connect deeply with whoever's listening um i also really love singing to my cats as well like i have two cats and i just love singing to animals and seeing like how they react as well like i'm like oh do you pick up on this sound like you know because i really know my cats well so i know they're kind of what they're feeling and and just um experimenting with people who have body ailments and seeing what's going on so i'm just you know i'm like a child again like i'm just exploring i'm exploring the power of the voice and i've also realized that like and i love that your podcast is called voice for love because i've also realized you really don't need to even be a singer to just activate this power within you and see how it affects people and even speaking you know when someone speaks and you hear their voice and it's just your voice is actually so much of who you are so that's where i am yeah amen to all of that i i, I love that and um and that's what i say all the time too like you don't have to be a singer too and this isn't for just for singers it's for again everybody has a voice some people are and i think it's almost better sometimes when people who are not the best singers or not the best just people with you know more of an average talent or just you know talking to use their voice is powerful and I and I just want to echo that I, I was giggling about the cat part because I used to have this I had two dogs before they're both passed on they lived a nice long life they've been gone for a few years now but my little dog Henry I would like when I was rehearsing and singing I would know that I that I really got the, the part of the song right because he would watch me like so intently and then when I really got into it when I was really feeling it he would start going and like he made this funny little noise where he squealed like a horse but it was like he was like my barometer I knew I was like okay I got it I'm like that's it right there that's the verse that's the that's the song that's the chord that's everything because he would be right there with me and feeling it and I want to say that I absolutely love that super next level what you said about how when you're singing it's not even just you it's like you're you're a part of that right and any performer knows that it's like the the audience is always such a part of of you too it's like yeah you're the performer and you're performing but the people that are there in that vicinity making up the space can literally make or break the performance you know whether people are engaged or not engaged and when they are it's you know such a phenomenal healing experience for everyone really even in music like music is healing whether it's intentionally created that way or not right like some people like people like us we're going to create from a place of you know intentionally healing because that's who we are but I know a lot of artists who don't create from that space but just by default they create music that's incredibly healing just because they're you know speaking from the heart and soul and music itself is that the frequency of it is healing right yeah and it's just uh you know and it also takes that pressure off like for any vocalists or creatives that are listening you know because when I was like I went to performing arts school and all of that and everything was on, on like theory and you know getting the notes right and all of these things actually that's kind of just 10% of it now you know that's really not anything that I overly focus on now like because if again going back to that connection piece like if that connection is there and people are really on that same frequency they're really feeling the emotions or whatever it is it's just such a powerful experience you know and then and, and it's opposed you know like I remember times where you could like make it perfect like you could go on stage you rehearse you rehearse you make everything perfect 
you know, it sounded really good, but if you don't have that connection with the audience, you don't have the connection with the people, they probably experienced it in a different way. So that's something that I really have have learned as well recently. Okay, so the last thing I want to talk a little bit about before uh, is, is your your summit, which I was so blessed to be a guest on, and I was so happy to connect with you. But can you tell everyone a little bit about this finally free event because it's happening right now? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I loved our talk on it. it was, you know about money trauma, so that was such a powerful, unique, potent piece of the whole summit. So yeah, the summit is called Finally Feel Free, and it is about just you know I believe that we are all here to just rise to the surface and the only thing that's holding us down is just the things that hold us down like whatever that is like social conditioning whatever you want to call it past trauma whatever the soon as that is worked through in whatever way we just kind of rise and rise and rise so finally feel free is about letting go of all the things like that just anyone could feel is holding them down and what I love about this event is I bought it's not just a purely spiritual event or purely scientific or purely um, philosophical like it's just such a holistic uh, event with so many experts who complement each other's um, you know perspective but bring something really different and it's in three areas the first one is health because without health we really cannot do anything in this world so it's really you know coming back to that vibrancy that vitality the second thing is relationships you know connecting to others romantic relationships but also just everyday relationships because that obviously I, I believe relationships determines the quality of your life and the third part is spirituality like connecting to the divine connecting to the place that we have come that we were before we came here and we will go after we are here and how to have that as a backbone you know how, like have those um that spiritual knowledge to just guide you through this life and and like guide you to a deeper relationship with yourself deeper relationship with others so that it's a 23 day event it's happening right now you can sign up it's completely free and every day you get two speakers and it's like a it's just a container it's a container for just feeling free for transformation and all these words get thrown around I know that like in this community but what it is is like coming together for 23 days on on a global level but also personally seeing you know how you can gain liberation and freedom within those three areas in your life Oh, I love it. And I know that you have a whole host of amazing guest experts. Um, I saw there's some other really amazing people there. So I know it's it's not too late to join. I'll put the link um, for people and then just please share any other, any anything else they need to know. It's, it's for anyone can sign up, right? And it's free? Yes, anyone can sign up. It's free. It's okay that you didn't start from day one because we have 23 days, 46 speakers. So you will find content there. And yeah, we'll put the, of course, Surya, we'll put the links, but it's www.soulgoddesslife.com and you can register there. Okay. And last last piece, well, I already know, but like the name Soul Goddess, was that just, uh, I love it because it's perfect for you. Like you look like a soul goddess right now. <laughs> you look like a soul. You look like a soul goddess. But what was the story behind that? Or is that just like the, yeah, any anything to share about that name? It's a great name. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, Ashwarya means, you know, Ashwarya is, uh, I'm sure you know, is the another name for the goddess Lakshmi. And that was to always remind me that, um, you know, just who I am without anything, 
like all these things that define me, you know, to, to define people, uh, define people like how much they've achieved or what they've done or where they've been or whatever. Like, it's like, I wanted to say that is who I am anyway. And the soul piece is obviously the soul is the only thing that you, that has existed before this earth and will exist afterwards. That's the only thing that is never going to, uh, you know, like go our body goes, our experiences go, but the soul. So soul goddess is, is again about the soul wealth. And it's not just calling myself a soul goddess. It's about also honoring that in other people, you know, honoring the things beyond what they think defines them and honoring the soul, their soul that I hope to be in interaction with for many lifetimes to come. Oh, I love that. That's so, so that's so beautiful. It's beautiful. And I love I love Lakshmi too. Lakshmi's been such a, a potent uh, guide and teacher for me on the on the path of what, like working with her mantras. And she's just, um, I don't know, I just believe I know some people have different ideas about connecting with different religions and traditions. But I just think there's so much richness to, to draw from from so many traditions, especially the in India, you know, it's like the, mm-hmm. there's so much history and, and like literal wealth in, in the teachings there. So that's so beautiful. So um, yeah, and I just want to say, of course, your name, like Surya Devi is also sun goddess, right? It translates to sun goddess. <laughs> And it's so funny how this name, it's like a whole funny story how this name came about because I do not go out in the world calling myself Surya Devi. Like, I'm, you know, I call my, I, 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 you know, I'm Alicia Day, but it's funny. Most people, the people who call me Surya the most are my Indian friends and my Indian friends' parents, of course. They're like, Surya Devi, I'm like, you know, but, but it's so funny how that name came about. And then it became Surya Devi World, like as a brand. But for a long time, I also worked for my, my dear friend, Sarah, her makeup company is called Amaterasu, which is the sun goddess in Japanese. So it's like that theme keeps coming back to me, you know, that, um, so, you know, I believe we're all divine you know we're all in you know emanations of of divine and so having these yeah the sun goddess the wealth goddess it's all and and i think you know the world really needs the goddess right now the the world needs the the massive infusion of the of the divine feminine i really and i really feel that of course you know everyone has a role to play in the healing of the earth but i just feel so deeply that you know women and the the reclamation of the divine feminine has a has a big role because we live on the earth and the earth is a mother right Hmm. Yeah. And it's and also in the Indian culture, you know, calling each other like a lot of the names are like goddess or god. Like it's it's, it's very popular in our culture. I know sometimes in the Western culture it's like, oh, you've said goddess, but actually, you know, it's very common and we're open. <laughs> like like so yeah. Well it's like that a lot of places like in Mexico and South America, Central America, you meet a lot of people named Jesus, like people rocking around calling their, you know, naming their kids Jesus. It's all like, you know, exactly. giving your you know, it's because you know, when you carry the name of something, as you know, then it's like, you know, you 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 become more more connected to that. So so it's beautiful. So please tell everyone um again, where can they find you and connect with you? I know you shared the summit information, but anywhere else where if they want to find you and learn more about you. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the best way to connect with me, www.soulgoddesslife.com. You can also, I'm not a big social media person. I run the most of my stuff like on my email list and stuff like that. But if you do want to connect with me on Facebook, it's again, Soul Goddess. And I do also have a podcast, which is Soul Goddess. So everything's just Soul Goddess, but it's a new name. So... (laughs) It was going under something before, so you're gonna have to find me. <laughs> yes, the soul, the soul goddess and the sun goddess. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely love it. Oh, 
Ashwarya, thank you so much. It's such a wonderful conversation. I had so many like confirmation chills and like full body goosebumps during it. So I, I'm so grateful that we connected and um, yeah, many blessings to you. Thank you so much for, for talking with me today. Thank you, Surya. I love what you're doing and I love your energy and, and you know, all your other episodes, which I'm going to binge. So <laughs> thank you oh, so much. Oh, by the way, actually, one, one thing I will add that um, I, I meant to say earlier, but, you know, so many things to talk about. One, um, one of the, I can't remember the exact episode, but it's one of the earlier episodes. I would say it's one of the first five or seven episodes, Madhu Anziani, an incredible story of a man who was um, found himself in a, in a, he had a car accident, I believe, and was told that he would be tetraplegic, which means not just quadriplegic, but like everything, you know, nothing was going to work again. And he healed himself using sound healing. He, he, he had a lot of people praying over him, doing energy healing over him, but what he made his like pretty much full-time practice was toning. And he basically used his voice. And now he's a completely, you know, he, he walks, he's a completely, you know, quote unquote, normal, you know, able-bodied human being. So it's a really extraordinary story. So anyone who is still maybe going like, well, how powerful can sound really be? Like, I invite you to check out that episode. I should know which one it is, but it's one of the very earlier ones, Madhu Enziani. I feel like it's like the sixth or the seventh or something like that. But yeah, incredible story. And so I thought if you're going to binge or if that's a good one for you to watch. I'm going to start there. Yeah, start there. It's it's, (laughs) it's an incredible story. So thank you again, Ashwarya. Thank you, everyone. Blessings. You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so that you can be a force for good in your life and in the world. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to stand up for what you believe in. Peace.